0: podcast f4 we're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics michelle is back with us this week michelle you want to try it
1: hello everyone okay um fanatical food film fun fanatics
0: okay you got all the basic elements in there so (laughs) Good enough. Trying.
1: I've been gone a week, so I now I have to start all over again. I know,
0: and I don't remember the name of the thing either. <laughs> so, we are happy to announce um, that we are now on iTunes. So, please rate, Yay. review, and subscribe. We need all the help we can get. So, I'm happy about that. Now, on to the topic. This week's topic is Scandinavian Horror Films. Um, I'm not an expert on this. I'm not Scandinavian. I've never been to Scandinavia. The closest I've gotten is my roommate in college was from Sweden.
1: Bernie, scurney, Bernie, Bernie, Bernie. He's a guy, you know... <laughs>
0: So, we'll see, but but interestingly, when I started looking at this list, I have seen a number of Scandinavian horror movies already, and a few of them I definitely recommend, so I want to share those with you. This is obviously not an exhaustive list.
1: I'm a fake blonde, does that count?
0: Sure, me too. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so, there's some basic elements of Scandinavian horror movies that are a little different from other countries, so... Scandinavian films are generally focused more on character development and plot. Uh, this applies also to horror movies because for the most part they have a much smaller budget than what they're dealing with in the U.S. or other other places. So uh, this definitely helps to supplement the lack of money for special effects and things like that. In many Scandinavian countries, the landscape or the geography actually becomes a separate character. So... Uh, there's very, you know, cold, long nights. There's snow covered, isolated locales, and those are perfect for horror. Uh, in many of these films, you'll see just a person driving over in a snowmobile, driving through this desolate landscape, um, or walking, walking through a desolate landscape. So I think that really adds to the horror effect. Also, different is that a number of Scandinavian horror movies expand on Norse mythology. And there is an abundance of characters and stories, so that's really interesting, and also probably U.S. audiences haven't uh, heard of a lot of those. There's also lots of stories about witches. Uh, Let's see. And lastly, there isn't a large film industry in these countries, so sometimes they will work together to collaborate on various projects, and also the state-run organizations that might fund some of these Uh, movies aren't real hip on horror so they're left to their own devices to try to find funding. So on to the movies. I'm going to name a couple of the movies I know about that are most popular that I've seen Um, and then at the end I have a couple from different countries that I couldn't find anywhere but just so you know that they're out there floating around if you ever find them. So number one this one's a bit of a stretch but um, it's The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo
1: Oh, yeah.
0: um, And it's from Sweden from 2009. It's part of the Millennium Trilogy that's based on Stig Larsen's books. So there's the girl with the dragon tattoo, the girl who played with fire, and the girl who kicked the hornet's nest. We saw all of these in original Swedish at the Cedar Lee Movie Theater.
1: Remember that? Yes.
0: Um, I don't really consider this horror. I think of it more as a thriller, but... If you think it's a thriller is a subset of horror, then it fits here. And also, this and the other movie, as I said, I'm going to mention at the end, are probably the two best-known um, movies in the U.S., so I definitely want to mention, mention this. Um, this movie could, uh, this series could also be considered a mystery, crime, or Scandinavian noir. Numi Rapace stars as Lizbeth Salander, who is the main character. And she teams up with magazine publisher called Mikael Bloomquist And they try to solve a woman who disappeared some 40 years earlier. Uh, you may remember Noomi because she also starred in uh, Prometheus, which is part of the Alien franchise that we talked about earlier. And I usually anything that she's in, I try to watch because I enjoy um, seeing her. So... She and Mikael go off and try to solve this murder. There's all sorts of despicable characters involved. Um, and they end up in the middle of some political and personal intrigue. And then, of course, there's government conspiracies and all sorts of things. But So that's the first movie. Then the second two movies deal more with Elizabeth's past and her family. So um, I like the first one the best, but i definitely say check out all three. There's also an American remake with... Rooney Mara. You know who that is, Michelle?
1: Sounds familiar.
0: From Carol. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: That's Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig.
1: That's all she says in the movie.
0: That's all she says in the movie. 007. And I rewatched that today and it just made me laugh every time I saw her. <laughs> <laughs> all I could hear her saying was, yes. The whole movie. But anyway, you know, I wish they'd kept um, Numi as the main character in the American version, because she's just Elizabeth to me. I mean, Rooney Mar didn't do a bad job, but it's just, that's, you know, that's not the character to me. Anyway, that is The Girl with Dragon Tattoo. Next up, something probably no one much has seen. It's called Haxon Haxon is Swedish for witch. Uh, this was released in English as Witchcraft Through the Ages. It was uh, released by Sweden and Denmark in 1922. Ever heard of it, Michelle? No. It's an old one. It's available on YouTube for free, but you want to make sure that you watch the Swedish Film Institute's print because it is surprisingly clear for being 100 years old. Um, It's a seven-part silent movie with music, and there are several large historical recreations. And in the end, the director, writer, screenwriter, he also played the devil in this, Benjamin Christensen, argues for a kinder treatment of those considered witches in the past and says instead they're mentally ill instead of being possessed. So he was really ahead of his time, I think, in 1922. Um,
1: Mentally ill, possessed, same thing.
0: Yeah, well, I'd rather not be burned at the stake. I don't know about you. but um, So, Haxon was banned in many countries, including the U.S., because of his subject matter, which was, of course, witchcraft, the devil nudity depictions of tortures etc it's really tame, tame by today's standards though um, and when it was made it was the most expensive swedish movie ever made at that time so they really spent some money on this thing There are some iconic scenes, which is very interesting to see how they did them in 1922 that you've probably seen in, like, snippets of something else that you didn't realize where it came from, including, like, witches flying through the sky um, and some stop-motion animation. But be warned if you watch this, uh, I think it's uh, two hours or thereabouts, it's very slow uh, by today's standards, so if you have ADHD, uh, you're probably not going to make it. I watched it in parts, and then that was okay. So, next up, the third one, Hour of the Wolf from Sweden from 1968, also in black and white, directed by Ingmar Bergman, one of the most famous film directors in history. Interestingly, this is his only horror movie. It stars Max von Sydow and Liv Ullman. I know you'd know both of them if you saw it. And it is ranked one of the top films of all times by the British Film Institute. Um, and basically about a guy who's an artist. He and his wife go to an isolated island where he can paint, and then they meet um, this crew of strange uh, people who live in the castle or are visiting the castle next door. He starts having all sorts of, um, what's the word, hallucinations or, or visions. He's not sure what's going on, and his nosy neighbors keep showing up. So... I will tell you that, to be honest, this movie bored me to death. I mean, it was slow. There was nothing going on most of the time. Yes, I know it's from 1968, and it's Ingmar Bergman, but um, you might have to watch it in parts. I barely got through it, to be honest. So, on to something that's a lot more fun. Troll Hunter, Norway, 2010. So, this is a found footage film. Oh, Troll Hunter can be listed as one word or two words. I've seen it listed all sorts of different ways um, if you're looking for it. So, a found footage film. Some college kids go in search of what's causing some local animal mutilations, and they record their findings because they're going to make a documentary later. And they meet a guy who is being secretly paid by the government to get rid of trolls before they get to populated areas. Now, these aren't your normal trolls. When you think of a troll, Michelle, what do you think of?
1: A short little naked doll with the the hair sticking up.
0: (laughs) These trolls are a lot bigger than trees. These are some crazy trolls. And the CGI on this, despite their limited budget, is really good. I mean, the trolls are very impressive. So I highly recommend this movie. It's one of my favorites on this list. You definitely should check it out. I went into it not knowing anything about it, but someone recommended it to me, and I'm so glad they did because it was such fun. Next up, two movie, two sequels, Cold Prey. It's P-R-E-Y and Cold Prey 2 from Norway from 2006 and 2008. This is a slasher movie. So a nameless, faceless killer, snot, Stalks several snowboarding friends at an abandoned hotel. That was hard to say. There's a lot of S's in there. Um, And think of him as Michael Myers in a snowsuit. There is also Cold Prey 3, but it was never released in the U.S. and it was a prequel. The second Cold Prey I actually like best because the killer is now stalking the final girl and instead of an abandoned hotel, she's now in an abandoned hospital, which is very similar to the plot of Halloween 2. Uh, and I kept looking at this girl the whole time, going, I know I've seen her before. Who is she? It turns out that the star of this movie is Ingrid Boso Burdell, who is. You didn't watch Westworld, did you? On no. HBO? No. She is Armistice on Westworld, and she is a badass on that show, too. So that girl kicks a major butt. Um, but I, I was really, um, I definitely enjoyed these, these two. Next up, it's called Rare Export, A Christmas Tale from Finland from 2010. It's about, um, well, let's save this for Christmas because it's much better to talk about then But suffice to say, this is not the jolly Santa you're used to. This is more in line with the Krampus that we talked about last week when we talked about top ten monsters of all times. So that ought to be a fun discussion. Another sequel, Dead Snow and Dead Snow 2. Dead Snow 2 is actually called Dead Snow, Red vs. Dead. Uh, From Norway from 2009 and 2012. If If the evil dead had a Scandinavian cousin, it would be this. Now, we mentioned this during our... Uh, remember our episode about zombies? Michelle? We yes. We mentioned this during that, but obviously I want to mention it again here because it's from Norway, but it's really a horror comedy, and it's really got tons and tons of gore, but it's surprisingly fun. I mean, I'm not really into, I wouldn't think, Nazi zombies, but these are hilarious so, you got to check it out. It's completely over the top. So it's dead snow. Also, another thing that's a gore-fest, but it's from a few years ago, Evil Ed from Sweden, 1995. This is about a guy whose job, you thought you had a bad job, Michelle, <laughs> whose job is to cut footage out of slasher films, and it drives him insane, and then he goes on a murder spree. And again, this is along the lines of Evil Dead or Dead Alive. There's a very high body count and lots of gore. Another slasher movie, Lake Bodum from Finland, 2016. This is based on a true story where three or four kids who were camping um, were found bludgeoned to death in their sleep. Oh, it's a bad way to go. Uh, the website Dread Central calls this one of the top five slasher movies of the 21st century, which is high praise. I'm not sure I would go that far, but it really is fun um, and has a bunch of unexpected twists that I didn't see coming. I don't know if you would see it coming or not. It's definitely worth a watch. So that's Lake Bodum. Oh, and that's also available on Shutter. Next up, something else by Numi Rapace again called the Monitor uh, from Norway from 2011. In Norway, it was called Baby Call because that's what they call the baby monitor um so here she is again this time she's playing a poor abused woman who takes her son to flee her abusive spouse and they go hide in an apartment building and she's so traumatized she's afraid to let him out of her sight so she buys a baby monitor so she can keep tabs on him otherwise she won't even let him sleep in the next room um so the poor woman is just a mess Um, It's a slow movie, and it has some logic issues, but it's definitely still worth watching for her performance. And I did um, figure out what was happening in the end before the ending, and you probably will too if you've seen as many horror movies as I have, but it's still fun. Okay, next up, two more movies that are sequels. Willmark and Willmark Two, also known as... The original Vilmark is called, in English, Dark Woods from Norway from 2003. Now, I did not see this movie because I can't find it. There is, however, another movie called Dark Woods from 2010 that has nothing to do with this movie, as far as I can tell. Um, that movie is about a man and his wife who move to an isolated cabin, and she has terminal cancer, uh, and so on and so forth. But this movie is supposed to be about a couple of people who go on a team-building exercise to a cabin, Um, and bad things happen, and I, I can't find it, and it's, it's really screwed up, it looks like, on the internet, where they say that they're announcing one of them, but it's the other one, so I can't find it. Let me know if anybody knows where I can find it, other than, like, purchasing it on DVD. Um, Vilmark 2 is also known as Vilmark Asylum, and that's from 2015, and the only thing these two movies have in common is their location, so they take place in the same general area. So, in this one, a hazmat crew cleans up an abandoned asylum, but asbestos is not the only thing that needs to be removed. So, think of this as the Norwegian Session 9. I really like the setup and the actors in this movie, but they needed a better story to go along with it. They do have the perfect old abandoned asylum, though, and you know those those are my favorites. So... ...they have to helicopter in. So I, re- I wish it had a better plot, but it didn't. Still with me, Michelle? I'm here. <laughs> Here's another one that I really, really liked. It's one of my favorites called Thelma. It's from Norway, 2017. Some people consider it to be the Norwegian Carrie. It's about a very sheltered girl who goes to college. Her family are fundamentalist Christians... ...and have sheltered her all of their life... And when she gets to college, she discovers she has some interesting abil- abilities. It is a beautifully shot film. Um, it's, it's not that scary. It's more of a psychological thriller. Um, and it's also a coming-of-age story. I do wish that they, you know, when the movie ended, I wanted to see more of it. And that's usually a, a sign of a really good movie to me. So I wish there was a, something else that expanded on the story. So that's Thelma. Just remember Carrie, and then you'll remember Thelma, probably. Here's one called Wither. And Wither is... Oh, I'll tell you what that is in a second. But it's from Sweden 2012. And again, this is another Swedish version of the Evil Dead. Some unsuspecting kids go to an isolated cabin. There in the basement, they encounter a Vitra. Do you know what a Vitra is? Mm-mm. A vitra, according to Swedish folklore, is a nature spirit, and it's not look it doesn't look too friendly and it's hiding in the basement. So if you look at the vitra, it will take possession of your soul, and then your eyes will turn this cloudy blue color, and then you'll try to eat everyone near you. Vitra in English is wither. So that's why the title in English is that. There's tons of deaths and gore in this one. It was marketed as the first Swedish zombie movie, but apparently there was another zombie movie before this one. I don't know what it was. So maybe this is the second Swedish zombie movie. Um, Lords of Chaos. Let's see. I think we've got two more to go here. So Lords of Chaos, that's from Norway 2018. Not to be confused with Rob Zombie's movie, Lords of Salem. So this is a biopic starring... Macaulay Culkin's brother. Did you know Macaulay Culkin had a brother? No. His name is Rory Culkin. And I was looking at this guy, I'm like, this guy looks just like Macaulay Culkin.
1: He has so, a sister, I believe.
0: Yep, well, this guy, Rory McCulkin, uh stars, and this is based on a true story. So it's a biopic um, about the first black metal band called mayhem in norway so it's not just heavy metal it's ultra heavy metal and one of its members varg uh Verkimes, is responsible for a number of church burnings in the early 1990s as well as killing the lead character rory's character who was going by the name Euronymous. go figure um also one bad member blows his brains out commits suicide and there are several other murders so like i said this is all based on the true story of this band and in this case the truth is stranger than fiction um you know if you like heavy metal you would like it other than that these guys just irritated me to no end because they thought they were you know really bad and they were just a bunch of punks to be honest so if you like heavy metal check it out if you don't i'd say skip it uh let's see and the last movie on the list besides those few that i couldn't see is the most famous besides the girl with the dragon tattoo the most famous horror export from scandinavia you know what it is no it's called let the right one in from sweden from 2008 this movie's often on the best of horror lists and it is credited with reinvigorating the vampire genre. Uh, because at that time, you know, we had Twilight and sparkly vampires, which are just an affront to vampires in general, in my opinion. They're not sparkly. They're not in love with people. Um, So the story of this one is a 12-year-old boy named Oscar is terribly bullied at school, and he meets a strange girl named Ellie at his apartment building. She's just moved in. She looks like she's 12 years old, but she's not. She's really a vampire, and I'm not giving anything away because everybody knows, you know, from the trailer that, the, that she's a vampire. So it's a story of their unlikely bonding and friendship and about loneliness uh, for both of them, and if you don't watch it for any other reason, you should watch it for the pool scene at the end of the movie because it's really, really good. There was also an American remake in 2010 called Let Me In. That was pretty good too um you know i just i'm not a big fan of remakes so i think you know if they did a good job of their original why ruin it and i personally don't have a problem uh reading subtitles i know some people do but it doesn't bother me in the least so so what you think so far
1: it's great want to go to scandinavia now
0: <laughs> beware vampires there so that's are- warm a couple of other movies that I just want to go over real quick, so you know the names of them and which countries they came from. Like I said, I couldn't find these movies anywhere, and the normal and the normal methods I do, which is of course Amazon, Netflix, Hulu, Shutter, um, and YouTube movies. So Iceland, how many horror movies do you think come out of Iceland? Four. <laughs> I know of two. So one of them is the Reykjavik. Well-watching Massacre. How's that for a title? Sounds great. Uh, It's also known as Harpoon. And then there's one called Frost, which is supposed to be, I don't know, they say it's Iceland's only horror movie, so I don't know what they're doing about the other one. But there's two from Iceland. Denmark. There are, let's see, three more on here um, that I didn't mention. One's called Antichrist, and the, the title is Deceiving... Uh from two thousand nine, a grieving couple heads to an isolated cabin. Have you noticed this theme a lot?
1: Mm-hmm. Isolated
0: cabin. Um, after their son's death. And then one called Night Watch, uh, from nineteen ninety four, which is older, who's about a guy who's working a night shift as a morgue at a morgue and a serial killer with a penchant for scalping prostitutes is on the loose. And that um stars the guy, what's his name? I can't remember. Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. Whatever his name is. Is it, is it Nikolai something? Uh, I didn't write it down, his name. Sorry. Anyway, Jamie Lannister, Game of Thrones. And the third one is called Valhalla Rising from 2009. Sweden has two more movies. Frostbite. See, even all the titles have something cold in them. From 2006. It's very similar to 30 Days of Night. And... If you haven't seen that, that's where people in this town where um, that are close, close to the North Pole and there's no sunlight for 30 days and then these vampires all move in and start eating everybody because they think it's a good deal, of course, because there's no sunlight for 30 days. So I think it's debatable of, of which one of these films was first. Since they're so similar, it just depends on who you ask. Uh, but I would like to see this if I could find it. And then another one called Maria from 2013. And then from Norway, there's three more. There's one called Thel from 2012. And that's a film, again, dealing with a creature from Norse, Norse mythology. This one is called a Holdra. And a Holdra is a forest creature who has like a cow tail. And it may or may not be nice depending on what the moon strikes. So these guys go into a house as part of a crime cleanup uh, business that they have. And they find her in the basement. There's also Next Door from Norway 2005 and Hidden from Norway in 2009. And one more film from Finland. You'll notice most of this list is from Norway and Sweden, but Finland has one more movie. Finland's done a couple of good movies. There are just a few of them. It's called Sauna Evil Rising from 2008, and it's set in in the 1500s, and it's about two brothers who encounter a haunted village after the Swedish-Russian War. And they have to go find some sauna and something, something. So, so, those are the main ones, as far as I know, from Scandinavian uh, horror movies. If you know of others, please let me know in the comments. And um, I guess with that, we'll see what Michelle has come up with for us this time around, based on Scandinavia.
1: Okay, well... Um I'm not a fan of salmon, but I know a lot of people love it and there's gravlax with uh, mustard sauce or any way you want to prepare it.
0: It's Wait, just can you spell that?
1: It's G R A V L A X. Okay. It's just sweetest uh prepared salmon and um it's basically marinated in its in its own juices and some um the mustard sauce and some sugar. And uh and Jeanette'll send you the recipe. Mm-hmm. And uh you can enjoy it with some rye bread um and whatever else you uh um, I like salmon so I vinegar. I so it basically it kind of cooks in its own juices and you marinate it for a couple days and and then you have it. It's very popular. I've never had it because I don't like salmon, but I know everybody else does enjoy. And have a wonderful rest of your weekend.
0: Well, let me ask you a quick question. So are you ready to go to Scandinavia after hearing about all these horror movies? I'm ready.
1: I'm ready to <laughs> <You> ready? <laughs> fight the monsters on the sea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would like to go to Scandinavia sometime. Um,
1: yes, I think it would be awesome. Yeah. So. It's like no other place. Definitely.
0: So um, we will let you go till next week. And have a safe week, especially if you're in Scandinavia and you have to dodge vampires and lots of mythological creatures. So thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.